0: Hello and welcome to the Embedded Insiders. I'm Brandon Lewis, Technology Editor for Embedded Computing Design, here with Rich Nass, who is the brand director and leader of the Embedded and IoT properties at Open Systems Media. And we're brought to you by the Trusted Computing Group who uh, can show you how to secure the insecure on the Internet of Things. For more information, visit trustedcomputinggroup.org. How are you doing,
1: Rich? I'm doing okay. You sound pretty good when you do that. Oh, thanks. Uh, (laughs) Next time, you still have to do it. Deal. So what do you think of Embedded World? Embedded World uh,
0: this year, it depends on who you talk to, but from my perspective, it was the busiest uh, Embedded World I've been to yet. There were more exhibitors, more attendees, and there was a really nice breadth of technology. Um, How about you?
1: Uh, pretty much the same. You know, one of the things that I I thought was a, a little different, a little weird, is is that I didn't find a theme like we've had in, in previous years. You know, there wasn't like one thing that stood out. Like this is the the show of X. Um, right. You know, there was a lot of a lot of different things going on, but there wasn't one where you know everybody kept pointing to. Yeah, if I had to dig deep
0: and come up with one of my own. I would probably say that it looks like people are going more and more towards integrated solutions, and that's up and down the technology stack. So, uh, at the chip level, whether this has to do with slowing down of Moore's law um, and you know the introduction of more highly integrated SoCs, or the ability for developers to uh, build their own custom SoCs with uh, freely available IP blocks, and then chip them off uh, to somebody to do to somebody else who does the uh, design and manufacturing of those chips all the way up to uh board and module vendors who are now you know really starting to bring to to market IoT quote unquote solutions where it's not just the board itself anymore that they're supplying they're going even further up the food chain and delivering boxes um so i really think that industrial IoTs uh we're we're there we're we're there it's not just uh
1: speculation anymore okay um <clears throat> The one theme that I, I did see that most people want to talk about was machine learning, AI. There was mm-hmm. a lot of that. Everybody from the from the board guys like AD Lake and uh, ARM had a very big play there as well. Yeah, I saw some really cool uh, uh, neural
0: network demonstrations over at Xilinx. Uh, they were doing uh, things around binary neural networks, and I saw a couple of um, different implementations where, uh, they were running multiple neural networks on the same FPGA at really, really low power levels, and that also applied over at Lattice. Who, traditionally, when I think of Lattice and I think of uh, the FPGAs that they're that they develop, I'm, I think of you know connectivity elements, connectivity components. But they're really getting into. Uh, they're getting into uh, compute uh, for machine learning and industrial IoT analytics at the edge. Uh, so FPGA vendors are really well positioned at this point to take some of those sockets.
1: Yeah, uh, You mentioned Xilinx, and I, I saw some demos that they had there where they have some zinc-based development boards, and they start at the maker level like with a $49 board. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, they go up to a full-scale, I don't know what the price is at the high end, but a, a, a complete board. And they want to build a whole community around this. I was pretty impressed. I like zinc to begin with, and uh, and mm-hmm. they're, they're putting it into a perspective where you can really get into production very quickly with one of these boards. And if they build a community right and, and people can share content and, and with the whole op- open source that goes with it, they can really get people in into prototype very quickly around these boards.
0: Certainly, certainly. You know, there was also some other really big news uh, that happened, A, on the one hand, right before the show, um, and then B, while we were at the show, we didn't have time to really dig too deep in it because we were so busy that even one of us got sick. But um, on the one hand, uh, at the show, it was released that uh, Microchip is putting a bid out for MicroSemi. What do you think about
1: that? Uh, I think it's interesting. I, I think the reason behind it was it'll put microchip into the mill arrow business, the rugged, rad hard stuff. I think that's the reason that they want to do it. Other people had speculated that it was more around the Actel uh, FPGA stuff, but I, I think it has, has more to do with, with the mill arrow. I think it puts them into a whole new space. I'm not sure it's the right move or not. You know, That's something else we could discuss, but I believe that's the reason behind it.
0: Yeah, I think um, from my perspective, if beyond the mill arrow, it also might help them uh, with some more of the high performance edge uh, things that are going on in the automotive business. So, you know, a lot of those technologies are not maybe the same, but very similar in the mill arrow business, you know, running radar and, and doing vision processing um, as they are in automotive. And we know how competitive the automotive uh, market is. So, Maybe that'll give them a play there. It's interesting though, because a lot of micro semis technologies aren't you know the the typical stuff that you would find on a microchip line card, so That's we'll see true. how the integration yeah, we'll see how the integration works and uh, what they keep what they don't if it even goes through you know you said that there were two things, yes, the second was actually before the show, and uh Qualcomm upped its bid for NXP in an attempt to raise its value to prevent Broadcom, there's too many comms, from Broadcom from uh, executing on that hostile takeover bid that they've been trying to do for, it seems, months now. So still with bated breath and holding patterns. Don't really know what to make of that or if it's even going to happen.
1: But we also saw at the show that the NXP Qualcomm deal did go through last week. I don't know if you, if you even caught that. And, oh and, no! I, I didn't, I didn't yeah, even that, see that. That happened within minutes of us hearing the official news about Microchip and Microsemi. We were sitting with some of the Microsemi guys, and, uh, and and the guy was had his hands his uh, mobile phone out, and he was scanning the news. And that news came in at almost the exact same time that that deal is official. Oh <laughs> man! Oh man! Are we are we almost done with this little? No. No, we're not. I actually had a. I I did an interview with uh, Tyson Tuttle, the CEO of uh, Silicon Labs, and I asked him that question: if uh, are are we done, and is is this good for the industry? So you might want to check that out. All right, sounds good. Is that uh,
0: on the uh, embedded computing design website? It is on the embedded computing website. Yes. Great. So anybody interested, go to www dot embedded hyphen com. all right rich well i think we've covered enough i don't really know when or where i am at this moment uh, on my travels out there i think i stopped in five different cities either to just see it for a day or or with a connection so i'm going to go try and reorient myself to pacific time
1: i'm actually headed back to the airport i am off to APEC, the uh advanced power conversion show in san antonio so I'm, I'm out for a couple of days well try and feel better thank you i appreciate that you're always looking out for me brandon
0: always that was rich nass the uh, brand director of embedded computing design and leader of the embedded and iot franchises at open systems media i'm brandon lewis technology editor for Embedded Computing Design, and we've been brought to you by the Trusted Computing Group. Learn how to secure the insecure Internet of Things at www.trustedcomputinggroup.org. Thanks. Have a good one.